0: Happy New Year. I hope you've set some good intentions for the next 12 months and to help you with achieving them, today we have a short reminder of the benefits of long-term thinking.
1: This brings me on nicely to a topic I wanted to ask you about. Have you heard of something called the marshmallow test?
0: <laughs> no.
1: You've never, you never heard of it. It's like a, like a psychological- Actually,
0: wait. wait, wait, wait. Do you know what? Yes, I have. But it was honestly, I read about it probably a couple of years ago. So just...
1: I'll tell you about it. So so basically, I, the reason why I came across this is because uh, it's relevant to our discussion right now. But I think it's also relevant in sort of my space of, of like health and well-being and, and all the rest of it. And actually, the impact of investing in our Psychological skills and our sort of like self improvement, um, as it pertains to like physical well being. But anyway, like long story short, in the sixties, there was this guy called Walter Mischel or something like that. It's not important. So, 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 <laughs> so in the Stam- in, in this experiment at Stanford, where they do a lot of behavioural psychology experiments and all this kind of stuff, they got a whole bunch of kids, and they uh, they put them in this room. Uh, And they gave them these marshmallows, like one each, right? And they would say, here's a marshmallow. I'll leave the room, I'm gonna come back in like 10 minutes. If you don't eat the marshmallow, I'm gonna give you two marshmallows, two marshmallows. And they leave the room and then some of the kids are like, fuck this, I'm just gonna eat the marshmallow. They eat the marshmallow. And then other kids are able to delay gratification with the expectation that, you know what, I'm gonna get two marshmallows in the future. And what they found, they followed up these these kids, and they've done this like a repeated number of times. They found that those people who are able to delay gratification have better life outcomes. So they, they measured their like grades mm. in school, their educational attainment, even things like weight, like BMI and, and other sort of life measures of like, you know, how happy they are and contentment and stuff. And this brings me on to a nice fact because what you're saying is sort of maybe you could argue it's the antithesis of that, because you're saying that like right now I can afford to rent a much nicer place that I'm in at this point in time. Uh, You know, if I'm spending Mm. four and a half, five K a month, let's say in London, I can get like a nice like three bed apartment. It's close to a park or whatever, whatever. Or I can like rent something a lot smaller, save up such that I can buy a place that I own or I can like rent something better in the future. I'm not sure. But like this whole sort of process of delayed gratification something, I'm trying to sort of, Infuse into my life on a day-to-day basis because I think it's a really, really important thing. What do you What do you think? It is quite linked to what we said before, right? Because I
0: say that you're holding back on buying something now and buy something mm. bigger later on. Yeah. So also, when you're saying that, I think like one thing that's really comes pops out. Um, when I left my corporate job to then set my tech company up, like there was a period for two years where I made no money. Right? I was I went back to go live with my parents. Yeah. You know, I left a an incredible job in banking. On the trading floor to essentially set my own company up and for two years I went back home made no money and even my first salary was like 30 grand and then it went up to 40 50 and eventually got to an okay amount right but the only time I made my serious money in the last um let's say the last eight years right was actually when I sold some of my shares in my company but I missed out for the last eight years. Like, I didn't make much good salary. Like, so if you had to benchmark, so if we did two lives, right, you've got the corporate life, like, and loads of my friends went on the corporate side. Over the eight-year period, yes, they made very good sums of money. Um, but actually, if you look at it now, it's like, it's a different story, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you could say I'm lucky as well, though. There's also a bit of luck because maybe you know I'm lucky to have got an exit. But I did foresee this happening, though. I did. I, I knew that I would not. I'd suffer from a money perspective for seven, eight years. But I knew there would be this moment where, um, if I love what I do and I go for it, I'll make money. I just yeah. knew I would. So I think that in my in my mind that is a marshmallow test that I went
1: through. 100%. Uh, I, I agree. And actually, as you're saying that, I'm realizing that this whole concept of delayed gratification is, is applicable probably to most on, entrepreneurs in their their ability yeah. to succeed. Using my example, and I'm not like, you know, trying to boast on, on, on the pod or whatever, but even from the point of starting Doctor's Kitchen, my podcast uh, alone will satisfy a a good sort of six figure sum salary every single year on top of that adding my books as well you know that's another six figure uh, a year salary on top of that like the corporate gigs and all the rest of it you know that's that's a a good like decent amount of wealth for one person to have with minimal team so it's it's actually like not a bad lifestyle but what i've done is put all of that money, pay myself pittance over the last few years. I mean, the podcast took a while to get to that point. You know, it was three years without making a single penny. But... I'm putting all that capital into my tech company, not paying myself anything. And so I've, I'm in the process of constantly delaying gratification. I'm not like a pauper or anything, I'm not sleeping on the streets, but you know, I, I'm delaying and taking a massive personal risk by putting everything into my tech company, building it from scratch, bootstrapping mm-hmm. it to the point where now, you know it, we're still not profitable, but I'm pushing a big rock that I've made myself uphill. I have that sort of like, confidence in myself, I think that's really important as well, that you can actually achieve it. But still, it's, it, everything is a massive gamble that you've done and that I've just had an epiphany as you were talking about it now that I'm kind of like currently doing.
0: You know, you have reached the top of what you do, but you're now going to another category. Like, let's call it another category. Maybe yeah. bigger or smaller, I don't know. But you're, coming, you're joining the tech category, um, or I guess I am. And yes, yeah, so you're, you're basically restarting. But I feel that if you deliver what you plan to do, which I know you will, in the tech space that's bigger than the others. So you've rolled the die. Like, you know, I think it's rolling the die and I think it's just like relationships, right? Like yeah. I've seen people go into relationships with certain people where they're good, like they're good people to go be, be in a relationship and even potentially marry because you know they may find a, find a way for it to work. But you could argue, you could argue that they, if they'd waited, they could have found someone better
1: to use a colloquial term like people always talk about like settling oh i settled for this salary or i settled for this person i you also have to measure that against the inherent risk. Like if you look at most startups, I, I think it's some crazy statistic like overnight percent will go to zero. Yeah. Uh, and if you sort of delay too long, it's like well you're going to end up with nothing. So there's like that fine balance that everyone's trying to mm. to curate of like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna delay it just enough such that I get the win that I'm happy with. Yeah. And I think it is also about like what actually makes you happy because for a lot of people having a nice salary with a consistent income, doing something that you love is a fantastic outcome. And you have to sort of like measure it against, okay, what's actually going to make you happy? What, what actually do you want to achieve? And actually, are you doing this out of ego mm. or are you doing it out of like a genuine sort of passion to create you know, health and well being for people, like inspire people, whatever your, your ambitions are? I've had to sort of, sort of like think mm. about that a lot myself in this whole journey.
0: You know, I think life's full of loads of games, right? You've got the, um, you've got the career game. You've got the relationship game. You've got like the impact game. Like, you know, how much can you give back? You might have the let's have a kid game. You know, you've got hey to kind of the best relationship game. There's so many like games to play in life, and I think for the last eight nine years, I definitely went all in on, you know, the career game and. Yeah, I'm super satisfied in that space and I, it is like my passion and I'll continue it. But yeah, I think life's about playing the different games, right? And I think for me, this is like starting the podcast, you know, I've been kicking the can about a bazillion times and I'm yeah, doing man. it now. And yeah, this is the game I want to play as well as some other games. So I think that's what we all go through phases in life, right? We need to just make sure we play different games. That was from our 7th of September episode. Why not bring in the new year by listening to the full thing? Follow the link in the show notes to listen to the full episode.